And so the next episode, the next magazine uh, here, I'll get a shameless plug on it again. The next, uh, the next magazine will be Mark Cuban on the cover. And Excellent. Um, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Real excited that, you know, we could actually have them. There's been some heavy hitters in the past. So we're going to be, we're going to be sharing that out. Well, hey everyone, I am Jim Gast and welcome to No Law Firm Left Behind. And the guys in the office, I just realized are going to hate me because I left my door open. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. Oh, it's bad. And I only got up and shut it. But, you know, uh, I am joined today. Well, first off, I want to just say how thankful I am every week to have fantastic um, people in the legal community, whether it's a lawyer, a legal administrator, a paralegal, a marketer, some great people join us every single week. Um, sorry for last week, by the way, we were going to have Claire Parsons on last week. Uh, she's just a dynamic personality. We're going to have to reschedule her. Um, but this week, I am joined by somebody I've followed on LinkedIn for a long time, and that's Aaron Reinhardt. Aaron, how you doing? Great. Thanks. Yeah, Aaron, uh, I, one of the things, if you've listened to my show, if you've seen my show, I don't give the intro and bio for people, right? I just don't do that because I just I just think that you know yourself so well that I, I just think you're going to do a much better job at it. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make you full screen and I'm going to close that door while you introduce yourself, if you don't mind. Sure, Can you tell about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Aaron Reinhardt. I am co-managing partner of Faruqi PLL, which is a business litigation firm with offices in Dayton and Cincinnati. Uh, we also provide general counsel services for a variety of companies of various sizes that for whatever reason decided they don't have their own uh, or need their own in-house legal department. So we, we help them kind of navigate their everyday legal issues as well. Uh, my practice focuses on litigation. Specifically, I do a lot of healthcare uh, litigation, class action defense, and media and communications law. Um, I've tried cases to the bench, to juries. I've argued in state and appellate courts uh, across the country, and I've argued before the Ohio Supreme Court. And uh, the only caveat I add to that, and I guess it's not really a caveat, but um, my very first Supreme Court oral argument happened during COVID. And so I didn't get the experience of arguing in the beautiful courtroom, if you've ever been there, but I did it from my conference room over Zoom, which was a little disappointing. So yeah. now I got to now I got to find another opportunity to, to argue again and, and get down to the courthouse and be able to do that. But but it was, it was a bummer. Experience. That's a bummer. I know I know litigators in, in, in various levels and they they look forward to that opportunity, at, you know, and you don't get called upon, you know. So, right. So right. it's it's like it's like up here and then to have to do it during COVID. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So it was still a great experience. Got to do it. Uh, I mean, prep's the same, right? You just, you lose something when you're not in that courtroom and, and kind of feeling that sort of ambiance that's around you when you're, when yeah. you're sitting in a conference room. So, well, you know what? I'm kind of curious, I, you know, what, what was it when you were younger that made you want to be a lawyer? Uh, I did not want to be a lawyer when I was younger. So <laughs> that's, a, that's a twist. I know. I tell people all the time, I'm like, dear God, please do not follow my career path because it was, I don't have that great story as a kid. So I actually grew up um, wanting to be a physician. My, my dad was a pediatrician for 30 plus years, had his own practice. Um, just thought that was fascinating. And by the time I got to high school chemistry, it wasn't looking very good based on the fights that my dad and I would have over that. I just, it, it didn't click. I was when, a chemist, mind you. 
Oh, see, I and and he was too, and just couldn't understand why my my brain didn't work that way. And so, I went to I went to college. I went to Miami University undergrad. Um, basically, realized I was not going to be pre med. Um, ended up taking a political science one hundred and one basic level intro course, and was incredibly fortunate that it was a former law school professor who was teaching it, and he taught it all case based, and I loved it. I thought it was fascinating. The case name stuck in my head. I, I I could brief a case. I could understand it. I knew it was going on. It just something clicked. And so I took every single one of his courses. I, I declared my major in political science. And you sort of get to the point where you're like, what the heck do I do with a poli sci degree? Right. Um, so you go to law school, right? right. right. <laughs> so I took the LSAT, um, ended up going to law school and um, went to Where'd the you university. Go to law Sorry. Where'd you go to law school? I went to the University of Dayton School of Law. So I got a I got a scholarship to go there. So um, went and ended up meeting my husband in law school. Never really thought I would stay in Ohio. Um, wasn't really sure what kind of law I wanted to practice. Um, first summer, I interned for, and this is going to date me now, it's what used to be the general counsel's office for the Immigration Naturalization Service, now Homeland Security. Loved it. It was like, I'm going to work for the government. I'm going to live in Chicago. I'm going to transfer up here. This is, it was a fantastic opportunity. Um, made law review, decided to come back, um, did the on-campus interviews, actually interviewed my second year for a summer position here at Faruqi and uh, didn't really know if I wanted to do litigation, talked to a bunch of people. The firm has a fantastic reputation. Um, so really thought it was a good opportunity. So I did it. Hardest summer ever. Tons of work, incredibly challenging. The people were just brilliant. Um, I was just doing my best to keep up um, and ended up with an offer and really was struggling with whether I wanted to accept it. And I think ultimately made the decision that if I don't take it, it's because more out of fear than anything else. Like, can you really do this? Can you can you hang with these people? Um, and said, I never wanted to look back. I didn't want to regret not trying something because you didn't think you could do it or because it was going to be a lot of hard work. So accepted the position and almost 20 years later, I'm still here. So from summer to associate to partner to now co-managing partner of the firm. Um, I think at this point in time with so many people that lateral every so many years, it, it feels a little bit like I'm a unicorn. You know, there's there's not a lot of people that stick around at the same firm, but I've been really, really fortunate to find this place and to find the people that that I get to work with here. Now, you, you know, it's a great firm and, and Dayton's a great little city, you know, and what am I saying? Little city, you know, I mean, sorry. Um, Come on, don't minimize Dayton. Dayton's a great place. I know. I love Dayton. It's fantastic. It's actually pretty important in our nation's history. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's, it is a rarity. It is a rarity. I mean, especially with uh, with new new graduates coming out of law school, they're looking at, you know, one or three years and then they're jumping ship to do something else or go somewhere else. Right. Um, when did you start? When did you get involved in your uh, let's call them community activities first? Mm -hmm. You know, when did you start getting involved? At what point in your career did you say, you know, hey, that's interesting. I want to get involved and do something. Sure. So so service has always been a, a huge value of the firm. And so it was heavily encouraged. Um, it's culture. All and told at, at certain times um, that you, you just get involved. You get involved in the community. That's how you grow your reputation. That's how you learn things. That's yeah. that's just what we do. That's how it works. It's the good thing. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, so I was involved in the Dayton Bar Association. Um, did there in a court, uh, 
worked on their young mm-hmm. lawyers division um, and, and really kind of figured out what I liked to do. And that's sort of how I do things. I may not do things exactly how everybody sort of wants you to do them, but I will figure out how to do it. So I'm doing it and it, it makes me happy too. So for example, you know, I, I worked on the young lawyers division and at the Dayton bar association and I, I like to run. And so one of the things that we did was we decided to put on a 5k fundraiser for care house, which is a advocacy center that works with the prosecutor's office, police departments, for abused and neglected children. Yep. Um, and so we we put that on, we ended up raising $10,000 our initial wow. year. It That race lasted for 10 years. So I got to see it sort of transition oh, wow. after me and other uh, people that had shared it. And I think over the course of the t- 10 years, kind of ended up getting CareSource somewhere around $100,000. So that was really cool. And, and that was, it was really important and it was really fun to see something happened because I, I made it happen, you know, with my co-chair at the time and, and with obviously a lot of other people's help, it wasn't just me, but, you know, but for us doing that, it never would have existed. And so, um, I, I love to write. I love publication. I got involved with, um, the magazine for the, the local bar and actually applied to be, uh, on the young lawyers division for the ABA and really wanted to work on their publication. Um, I applied, they didn't want me. I didn't have any experience. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to really build up my experience here at the local level and then reapply. And a year later reapplied, got the appointment. Um, and then for, uh, probably about eight years was, was on that and then transitioned to, um, the big ABA as they call it in the section of litigation. And so now I'm uh, executive editor for the litigation journal, which is the flagship publication for the section. Um, and just, Every time I have a board meeting and I look around the room and I see the caliber of counsel and judges that that sit around and are on that board, I'm just kind of in awe. Like, how the heck did I end up here? Isn't that isn't that interesting? Um, and and I, I, it's like, wow, I'm a lucky person. Mm-hmm. I mean, you made your luck. Let's not kid yourself. You made your oh, luck. You, and you, you work you hard for it. Absolutely. But but you take the opportunities when they come and you learn that just because you failed at it once or you didn't get it once doesn't mean you you sort of give up on it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's happened a, a bunch of times in my life. And mm-hmm. I realized you just you can't sort of throw it away. Just try again if you really want it. Um, you know, we, then, were talking, we were talking right before the show started about our, how we like to run the two of us. Right. And how you fell and I fall in and my recent face plant last week and how it just doesn't stop. You can't let it stop you, nope. you know, and you, you got to know up. from the, you got to know from the ABA. And then you say, you know what, I'm not going to let that know stop me. I'm going to, you know, do what I got to do and improve and get better. And, you know, one of the things I think a clear message to other attorneys that, that we said this before the show, the, the, the goal of this is for lawyers that aren't finding their dreams to help them find their dreams still right. To, to dust that dream off and go pursue it, you know, and not taking no, not accepting failure. That's, critical, you know? Oh yeah. Because you're going to fail. I mean, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail. It's going to happen. You're going to get the nose. It happens, you know, for appointments. It happens for clients. Mm -hmm. It happens for work you're trying to get. It happens with the judge happens all the time. And and you kind of, the more you sort of just keep going, you kind of, it doesn't bother you as much. You sort of build that no muscle and and it doesn't affect you as much. I love that. The no muscle. Yeah. I have to to quote that one. That's a great one. We will coin that. And I will, I'm going to actually hashtag the no muscle. (laughs) Um, You you know, that it's, it's so true. And so 
you know, tell me a little bit about, so obviously we know that you just love and you're relentless at, at pursuing and being happy and, you know, and giving back. And, and that's the best that anybody first off can be, not let alone an attorney, right? Uh, tell us about the Ohio Women's Bar Association and how you got involved with that. I would love to. So I am the immediate past president of the Ohio Women's Bar as of about three weeks ago. We just had our, our annual meeting and, and transitioned to our new president. Um, the OWBA was formed in 1991. Um, it was to build a community of lawyers that were interested in advancing the issues that uniquely affect women in the law and in the profession. Um, and I got involved probably a better part of a decade ago, just as a member, there was a local event. I went, a bunch of us went and thought, this is fascinating. I need this. So many people need this. Like this is, these are my people. And you know, you just kind of, it, it makes you feel like, oh, I'm not the only one. I didn't realize that that wasn't weird to be worried about this or, or whatever it issue it is, or, you know, I'm not the only one who's walked into a deposition and, and had to explain that, no, I'm not the court reporter. Um, oh. it, it happens all the time. Um, sure. you know, and, and, and there's just, there's a lot of other things that happen. I mean, when I was invited into the partnership at the end of 2014, in the statistics where there were only 19% of women were equity partners at that time. I mean, now in 2022, we're only up to 23%. So are we advancing? Are we making progress? Yeah. Is it at the pace that it should be? Absolutely not. And so the Ohio Women's Bar and the foundational arm of the bar uh, really, really do a great job of, of kind of helping women advance in those kinds of things from law students to chief legal officers to managing partners. It runs the gamut. Um, and so what we do is it's obviously a statewide organization um, and then the state's broken up into districts. So after I was a member, there was a woman who was the district two trustee. She was the trustee for, for the Dayton area. Her term ended. I was chatting with her and she was like, you know, I got to find somebody else to fill this spot because my term's running up. She's like, I think you'd be great. You should do this. And it was sort of at a time where I'm like, oh God, do I really need one more thing on my plate? I don't know. Like, what's the time commitment? You know, and I was like, no, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it. This will be good. So got on the board for probably two terms. I think I was probably on the board for maybe four years. And what you do is you sort of have district events. And so that way you're, you're networking, you're getting to know people in, in your area of the state, and then also promoting the statewide events and getting people together that way. And so I love that about it. I love the component that was a statewide organization that also had touch points locally. Yeah. Um, and so it was a really easy organization to get in, involved with and get into um, and gave me a platform to really kind of just reach out to people and introduce myself and, and talk to judges and, and lawyers who were practicing that I wanted to get advice from, um, seek out mentors, seek out clients, figure out you know how to develop that profession. Um, and so did that. And then in 2017, um, after kind of, I put on several events for the OWBA, a woman uh, who was the then president had recognized me at the annual meeting with the president's choice award. And, and she's just one of those people who is a powerhouse and right. does more than I could ever talk about here uh, to support women, so many different women, including me, um, just in so many different ways. And she really pushed, persuaded, prodded, um, persistently reached out to get me on the executive committee. And so um, I actually said no a couple of times just because it I had commitments to be on different boards for different things. And I said the timing wasn't right. And so 
eventually got on and then for three years was on the executive committee and made my way up the ladder to president um, and, and was fabulous experience. I mean, yeah. you know, getting through transitions from COVID back to normal, to growing the membership, to, you know, re-engaging people with events in person, as well as incorporating online, putting on CLEs. Um, we have mentoring circles across the state. No, that's great. Uh, we, we do things for in-house lawyers, for judges, for practitioners. If you're a solo, if you're at a bigger firm, whatever type of practice you might have, um, there's, there's kind of something for everyone. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just one of those groups that does a whole lot to sort of make sure that anyone in the profession has a resource for whatever yeah. it is they might need. That's great. What would you say membership has grown? I mean, how, what percentage or numbers you know, over the last few years? So we were fortunate to stay about... relatively flat over yeah. COVID, um, yeah. which was actually a, a blessing for us um, because yeah. we didn't have. So the annual meeting is a two day event that we put on every year, sort of at the end of April mm-hmm. with CLEs, the big luncheon. That's the big fundraiser. 2020, we ended up having to cancel it because obviously everything happened in March 2020. We were supposed to have the event in April and that went out the window. So we were a little concerned, you know, you're out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, the money's not coming in, but we really kind of turned things around at that point. Um, our then president was former uh, Justice of the Ohio Supreme Court, Mary DeGenero, um, worked on a lot of online CLEs, put a lot. We had a diversity committee that just put on a phenomenal series of, of webinars and things kind of as, as everything was happening uh, with Perfect all of the, the issues yeah. with the racially charged events that were happening at that time and, and just really candid conversations. And I think I think that's what I love the most about the organization is it's it doesn't sugarcoat anything and yeah. so there's no topic that that we don't touch we, we're very honest we're fortunate mm-hmm. to have members judges um that are very open about experiences about what they feel about things and right. and i think that's why we're we're very popular with mm-hmm. with a lot of the folks that we've been able to bring in and, and keep um and why people are so committed to it is because it's it's authentic you guys are really charged really charged group I'm really trying. I'm I'm so proud to be a part of it. Um, I think that's, you know, the the profession itself is grueling, especially mm-hmm. litigation. Yeah. Um, and all you do is fight. All I do is fight all day. Um, you know, <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> right, and then I go home and I've got two teenagers, and I go home and fight with them. And so <laughs> you get worn down pretty easily. So it's nice to have a group of people who sort of know what you're going through, and there's an outlet, and and you can kind of go back and you leave the events, you leave the conversations, you leave the meetings and you just sort of have this sigh really like, all right, I'm not the only one struggling. I'm not the only one who's got, you know, a dumpster fire going on around me, but yet we're still plugging through and, and it sort of keeps you going. Yeah. You know, it is an amazing thing that you, that you can do all that. Right. I mean, it, I'm, I've had, uh, you know, so many people on and it, I'm never, I'm still always surprised how so many people fit so many things in, you know, 60 hours a week, right? And weekends and then their lives, you know, and they has, and they sleep too, some of them, right? <laughs> we try. <laughs> and then, so one of the things I want to talk about now is, you know, first off, we know how powerful it is to get involved. If you're not involved in a bar association, if you're a woman and watching a show and you're a lawyer, you know, reach out to Aaron. Uh, you know, she is, we linked her on, 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 on the post for LinkedIn, please find her there. Um, but 
get involved in a women's bar association, a women's bar association. And if you're not a woman and you're watching, get involved in a bar association and don't just join for the discounts, right? And we you love know, men too. We, oh, we yeah, right, 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 right. So right. men can, we love when, when men come to our events, we love when mm -hmm. they come out and support, because honestly, we can't right, do yeah. this. We can't do this without you. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. So, so, but you do so much, right? Tell me how you find balance. I mean, we're talking about running, you're talking about your family, you know, tell me how you find the time to devote to those relationships, as well as do all this other stuff. So I'll be real honest with you. Yeah, uh, I don't. I have zero balance. Um, I actually hate the phrase work-life balance because it's this social construct that was put on women in particular. I mean, you you never hear anyone asking men, hey, how are you balancing it all? Oh, no, you know, I do. I ask them. Oh, no, 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 no. I ask them, you know, but go ahead. I mean, yeah. I'm with, no, I'm with so, you on this, though. So I love it's, this. It's this ideal that's sort of been set up that's, yes, you can be a professional but you also have to have a family and you also have to have this perfect house and you have to be involved and you have to do all these things and you have to do them all wonderful all the time. And oh, by the way, you need to be available 24 seven for your clients, for your family, for everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, and that just, uh, that's impossible. And so you're setting yourself up for failure. So, you know, I think I've heard the term like work-life management, work-life integration. I think you're getting closer, but I think what you need to do, any lawyer, I don't care if you're man, woman, whatever, anyone in any professional capacity, um, there's a lot on your plate and there's a lot to do. And I think getting involved is super important because it provides purpose. It provides an outlet from everything else. It, it takes away a lot of the stress and the pressure of the day-to-day -day job because mm -hmm. we have a lot of pressure. We, we are given our clients, you know, biggest problems that, that they're dealing with at the time. And, and we're the ones that are taking on the worry that are taking on making sure things are okay. And, and so you need an opportunity to get back. You need to find that time. And, and I think the best thing I've been able to explain to anyone when they ask, you know, how, how do you do what you do is one, don't, don't just assume, you know, like I, I try to be authentic on social media and share not just the highlights, but share a lot of the lowlights. Yeah. Um, but don't just look at everyone's highlight reel, right? Like it's, the meme that I love is there's a dog sitting at his kitchen table with like a cup of coffee and there's just a fire all around him and a word bubble that says, this is fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> and like, that's how I feel like my life is most days. Yeah. Um, but what you got to do is one, figure out what's important to you. And that's not always easy. And so mm. it, it takes time. So sit down, figure out what's important to you, prioritize those things and then execute and reevaluate it because there's there's seasons in your job when you're a brand new attorney just starting out it's really hard to get involved and take on leadership positions and a whole yeah. bunch of things you're just figuring out how to be a lawyer how to be a good associate how to be a good employee and and that's hard and then you know as you progress in your career you get a little bit more control over things you, you're you know allowed to say no to different things you can start to figure out what you like and what you don't like and i think i mentioned this to you before we got on uh, on the podcast is, you know, I've never been someone who always takes the the exact path. I'm always kind of walking like, oh, next to it. And so I try to find a way to, to do these things, but do them my way. So yeah. it's something I like. It's something I find that that is really enjoyable. Um, I'm, I'm actually not an extrovert. I, I'm actually an introvert. So I don't get my energy from from going out. Like, I love doing it. I love public speaking. I like a lot of this stuff, but it's draining. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like afterwards you, you do it and you're like, 
I'm beat. And so, you know, it's, it's a little different, but you need to know yourself and figure that out. And so, okay. And I like, I like to talk to people and have really in-depth conversations. Small talk is, is tedious. And so I'm, I tend to be the person that if you're going to meet at a networking event, I, I'm kind of an open book and I, I may start to go deep really quick. And, and if that makes you uncomfortable, then I may not be your cup of tea. But when you find the people that are the same way, you make those connections and, and you have those relationships. And that's so helpful when you're looking for mentors or sponsors or, or someone else is looking for that, or you're building your book of business and you're, you're building relationships with clients or, or whomever it is. And I think figuring out how to do the things you know you need to do, but in a way that, that you're going to enjoy them. Because yeah. if you enjoy them, you look forward to it, right? You're going to do it more. And so it's just building those, those little habits. Yeah. And, and having a purpose for it doesn't help, you know, I mean, yeah. it doesn't hurt, right? Absolutely. It definitely helps. And so what you're doing effectively is inherently giving everything that you do a purpose. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And that, and you know, and, and that's not to say it's true for a hundred percent of the things you do. I mean, we all do things that you do because you got to do them and you may not love it, but, but you do it and, and you get through it and, and you know that you find the things that, that you like and, there's different periods in life where, you know, if, if you've got parents you're taking care of or, or kids and whatever it might be, it, maybe you got to pull back a little bit on things and, and you focus on those things. And then, OK, then you sort of reprioritize and you realize, oh, I've got some time on my hands or, oh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty motivated to go and volunteer again. I, you know, and, right. and do that. And the more contacts you have with people and oh. if anyone is ever looking to get involved or, or curious about, you know, anything, please don't hesitate to, to reach out to me. Mm. I. I just think that there's no reason for anyone to sort of sit and spin their wheels and struggle in this profession. No, it's no. too hard. It's too hard. It's too much stress. I think that's why the pipeline of women leading firms, leading companies get so thin at the top is because you just get to the point where you're like, I, I'm done. Like I, I can't do this anymore. And I think if, if we can help one another and support that and do that, that's, that's a big driver for me. I have an accountability group. I, I meet with them every week you know, and it's without fails for an hour and a half. We just talk about business things and talk about personal things that are affecting us. A lot of emotion, a lot of, you know, conversation about life in general or why something's going wrong. And having that helps you recharge, helps you refocus or or, or readjust the lenses, right? So that you can get back on track to what you do. They they give you a perspective where all of a sudden someone says one thing and and they shift the question just slightly. And you're like, well, I guess, I guess that is the answer. Yeah. I guess the problem isn't that big or, oh, well, I never really thought about it that way. I you know, love, and, I love those epiphanies. Yes. And, and and it's always so easy where you're like, why, why did it take me this long? But when you're in it, you're in it. And, it, it, and you don't need to be, you do not need to be alone. I don't care if yeah. you're solo or, or what you do not need to be alone in trying to navigate this profession and how to make it work and how to make it work for you. There's in a million resources. Any profession. Agreed. You know? Agreed. I mean, look, people pe- people are not meant to be solo. We're meant to be in groups, right? And there's a reason for that. That social interaction is Absolutely. so important, you know. And when you're when you're performing at the level which you perform, you know, and and many others of our guests perform, that social networking. I know that that person is going through something, has gone through, has seen that from somebody else, and probably advised somebody. I'm going to give them a call. I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to shoot them an email and text them. Right? And 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 you're right. Just one phrase can just mm-hmm. turn it. You know? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I love that. Well, Aaron, you know, we're running out of time. I, I, I'm, I'm finding that the, you know, the more and more people we have on the show that, that are, you know, doing the thing, same thing that you're doing, just servicing, you know, the community and, you know, giving back the, the conversations just go and go and go. They're wonderful. So I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. This, I've, I've been looking forward to this uh, for a while. And so, okay. Shameless plug, right? You got your copy, right? I got my coffee. It looks great. I promise I won't be on every cop, every front <laughs> cover. I promise. I there's a horrible crop. It makes me look like I do it. Made. Put yourself so, on every cover. Oh, Why no, not? No. Well, I want. I don't want. I want people to maybe look at it, right? So, <laughs> um, but no, that's a magazine. If you're not on the list, please put in the comments or PM me on LinkedIn or Facebook or YouTube. I'll make sure you get a copy of it and get on a subscription list. The next one's coming out June first, so it's about to drop in a couple of weeks. Uh, Mark Cuban on the cover of that one. Super excited about that. Um, but anyway, uh, next week we're, we don't have a, I think we'll have a guest next week, but it's not on my schedule. So maybe I don't have a guest, but anyway, I'll release it out really soon. Remember no law from left behind is on Tuesdays at 1030 Eastern time. You can find a LinkedIn, YouTube, or uh, Facebook. If you're not a member of the no law from left behind group on LinkedIn, it is a, an exclusive group for legal professionals. We post everything we do up there. So if you're not, please go to this link. And I know it's an ugly link. Sorry about that. LinkedIn doesn't give us pretty URLs. Go to the link and uh, and join the group. If you can't find it, just again, search No Law From Left Behind on LinkedIn. Um, Aaron, thank you again for being on the show. Fantastic. Thank I, you. I, I, I had so much fun. I was been looking forward to this. It was a fabulous opportunity. And I, I really appreciate you reaching out and inviting me. Can I get you back on sometime soon in the future? Anytime. I'd be happy oh. to. Awesome. Awesome. We'll talk more about the running. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. So, all right. Well, everyone have a great week. Thanks again. And uh, Aaron, just sit still. Take care, everyone. <laughs>